Top Friday, baby, better than yesterday. Let's get it. Welcome to Tank Top Friday. Join us each week as we dive deep into topics like goal setting, self-improvement, and personal growth. I'm Clint Stroman, and on the show today, Wesley and how he's learning something new every day and his experience with becoming a business owner and balancing chasing his passion as well as working full-time and the struggles and things that he's using to build what he is really after in life. What's up, dude? What's going on? Welcome, dude. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me in the... The dungeon, the creative lab. Yeah, we're in the lab, dude. We literally are in the lab. 100%. Um, and I appreciate you coming to help me yeah. do our first video episode. 100%, dude. Yeah, I think it's going to um, hopefully hopefully people like it. Hopefully yeah. we get into it a little bit a little bit more as we move forward and make the podcast even better every day because that's what we're about, dog. <laughs> Tank Tom Friday. Damn it. Help. <laughs> Let's dude, just leave. We gotta it, keep dude. that. Yeah, we gotta man. keep it. Hey, that anything can happen on video, man. Literally anything. <laughs> um, dude, so uh, one of the things that I ask everybody right off the bat is, what does Tank Top Friday mean to you? Honestly, man, uh, my answer is a little different because you know I was kind of one of. The, I feel like one of the people you reached out to when you had the idea, and so for me, it's it's kind of like an underlying and. Sp- like inspiration for me whenever I think about it because the people you've brought on and the stories they've told and really what it all encompasses is, you know, striving to be better and then talking about challenges and, and really having something where people open up about things that, you know, not a lot of people talk about. And whenever I see a new episode or a post or, you know, some new guy you've got or girl on that's got a yeah. crazy story and you know, everyone's experience and, and hearing how they get through things or some of their biggest challenges is really inspiring to me. And even if it's as simple as like a notification, I think it's a reminder for me to, you know, Hey, like think back to why I'm doing things. And also kind of feel like that support that other people are maybe going through the same things or somebody's going through worse and it, and how they got through. And if they're able to overcome that, it's like, man, I can, this is a piece of cake. Yeah, dude. It's kind of like a, um, it's like a perspective kind of right. thing. I think I didn't really even think about that as an avenue when I started it, but I guess perspective for some people, it kind of, you, you know, it kind of makes you think like, wait a second. Dang, I thought I thought I had a hard week or right. I thought I was going through some stuff, but dang, this person I don't even know, right? they're going through it too. You know, everybody is in our own way. So it's just how we kind of, how we handle it and how we, how we get through it. If we, if we use it and, you know, it's something positive or if it kind of gets us down sometimes that's all right too. But the, you know, the, the main thing is that we try to use it and, and use it as fuel. Yeah. You know, keep getting motivation too. Yeah. And I think that's one of the cool things is, is having these people in their different stories. And like you said, you know, what you may be going through, maybe small compared to someone else and they may have a crazy experience and you're like, Oh my gosh. Like, but all that stuff is real too. And it's, it's cool to hear people who've done really crazy stuff. And then also people who've like gone through something that maybe isn't like life or death hard, but also, you know, still a really hard time. And I think that's big too, because, you know, everyone's situation is valid to them if it's how they feel. And yeah. you know, I think that's important too, is we have a lot of people who, you know, downplay like what they're going through just cause it's not like 
super serious to what they think other people might consider. Yeah. You know, for them, it's still very real. And, you know, some of those times are tough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving people a chance to, especially from people from so many different industries, uh, lifestyles, just really cool people in very diverse groups. And you've got some crazy people lined up as well. And, yeah, um, I think I'm looking forward it's to really it. awesome to see where this has already started to go in a short time and really inspiring because you, one thing about like, I've only known you probably what, two months. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe more than that. But I mean, we met because of a mutual friend and hit it off, man. And like, I think one thing I've already noticed about you is you don't just say you're going to do like something, you make it happen. And so like when you came to me with this podcast, I was like, yeah, it's a great idea, but like so many people say they're going to do stuff mm-hmm. like that. But every time you say that you're going to do something, you get it done. And then I think that's what's super inspiring. And also like what tank top Friday for me is, is like just seeing your work and then these other people's work and how just awesome all this has gotten from what was once an idea. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but you know, you know, it's funny though. I used to be for a good while there, the guy that would say I'd do something and not do it at all yeah. or not show up or dude, there's a time where I would get an audition and I would make up an excuse and say I wasn't able to do it when literally I was just like being lazy and, yeah. and like things like that. So to hear that from you, that means that I, I've been putting in enough work to where I'm trying to be accountable more, even if it's just for myself, which I think is That's the biggest one. Well, dude, you met, you mentioned like, you know, like motivation and stuff like that. And, and you know, that makes me like, kind of, I kind of want to know, like, so with that, I know a big thing for you is you, you try to learn something new every day and all right. that type of stuff. So like evolving, becoming a better person every day, like the whole gist of our podcast here. Right. What are some things that, that kind of, uh, that you use to, to stay in that mindset? Yeah. I mean, for me, what really helps is because, you know, just a little background, I mean, everyone has or should have goals or, Mm -hmm. and you maybe, I think so many people talk about these goals and things they want to do, but they never take time to reassess those really, really motivated and driven people do. But I think for me, it's especially in like my personal story is, I had all these goals that I'd let other people set for me in the sense of never really actually sitting down and thinking about what it is that I want to do because you're in these situations where maybe you're in college and maybe you're in high school. And so like those sort of goals where it's like, well, your family wants you to graduate and do this and then go on and do this. And not to say that I didn't want to go to college and things, but once you accomplish those and you get a job, like you graduate, you get, you move out. It's like, those are like life goals. And if that's all you have, which is what I had, I hadn't taken the time to think I'm just living, but I'm not working towards something. And I felt like that's when you start to feel like you're, you're not living to your purpose or you're kind of just coasting by. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm doing all this stuff, but what's the reason? Right. And you have to have that motivation. And so I think- you know, when you look at it from a scale, like it's so daunting to say, oh, well, I want to know what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, that's a heavy question. And there's people I know that are 70 and 50 and 40, and they still don't know what they want to do for the rest of their life. And I think too many people get caught in that trap of, oh, I got to know, and I got to do this. And they just, you know, it's good that they're doing something, but I think 
they do what other people expect them to do rather than chasing that passion. And so for me, you know, instead of looking at this ginormous goal is, you know, oh, I'll never get that. And it's so unobtainable, you know, that's good. And it should be something where you, you feel like it's going to be hard and it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take change. And, you know, those things are necessary to reach points in your life. You never thought were possible, but when you look at it as a whole from where you're at without getting started and, you know, you can get overwhelmed with seeing this thing or this place you want to be at that's so far from where you're at now that, you know, some people are too scared to get started. And, yeah, you know, what I was one of those people. And for me, what changed is, you know, very much so cliche in the saying of like being 1% better every day or doing one thing better each day from what you were yesterday. And it, it's very much true. And, you know, before you know it, those days start to add up. It could be 30 days, it could be 60 days. And, you know, I think they say 30 days is when a habit or routine starts to form. And so like, if your goal was to start going to the gym or reach a certain goal in that aspect, you know, staying consistent and also, okay, well, I didn't go to the gym yesterday, so I'm going to go today. And then that day, you know, it starts to build. And before you know it, you're doing the thing you thought was never possible. And so I've used that for smaller things. I've used that for you know, massive goals in my life. And I think what's one of the, what's one of those right now? One of my goals, yeah. I would say right now, like the biggest goal I see for myself and that I really want is just, and it's so like, it's kind of wishy-washy and like such a like bland answer, but I really do want to see myself be in a position where I'm doing what I love full time. And I honestly, like, I know it's so cliche to say like doing whatever you love, regardless of money, but doing videography and cinematography and photography and being able to do that on the scale that I know is attainable one day. And as well as doing something that I'm truly passionate about all the time is a huge goal of mine. And, um, you know, I started putting those steps in place one day at a time and learning. And I didn't know much about any of this, how to do any of the editing, um, color grading, you know, cameras. I didn't know much, but you know, what I did is took it one day at a time and I would research and I would use YouTube and yeah. I would use people who were already at where I was at and pick their brain and ask, you know, what, what's a piece of advice. And you'd be surprised how many people are extremely friendly when it comes to wanting to help someone learn some of the things that they wish they knew. And so now that I'm even at a spot where I am currently from a couple of years ago, I would never have thought that my life would take in the, you know, the path that I have. Well, you used to, you text me something like every day, like, dude, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> dude, check out this new, whatever for the camera, right. check, check out this new Adobe, uh, beta, this or that. Right. And like that alone always kind of registers to me as a, as something like, dude, this guy's always looking to do something like, Right. Find something new or find a way to make what he does better, how to, or how to make himself better as his, as that part of his profession goes. Cause I mean, I mean, I feel like you're doing a pretty damn good job, dude. You're balancing a lot of stuff, which is hard. Yeah. And, and you have these, you, you have these goals, but you're balancing, you're balancing a full-time job with also trying to freelance and do your thing as a photographer and video, you know, video and all that type of stuff. And then work with me, help me out with auditions, yep. all this dope shit. And I'm kind of, I kind of look at what I have going on in my life, which is 
you know, finishing my master's degree, newborn baby, being a dad, learning how to be a dad. It's not easy. It's wild. I mean, by all means, I know that it is way easier than what Laura's going through, but at the right. same time, it's not easy. Right. And then acting, auditioning, you know, doing other things, side hustles, you know, working at little spots here and there. It's a lot when you're trying to balance like three or four different things that you're, you feel pretty passionate about all of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people have just their one job that they, they just hate. go to work and come home or maybe they do like it. Maybe they make good money and that's what they like about it. Or maybe they really actually enjoy what they're doing. There's but, nothing wrong with that. But you know, we all have different views of, right. of what happiness is. I think that as we get older too, you really hone in on it. And I feel like you're getting to that spot where you're like, you know what you want to do. I think things start to fall into place as you accomplish those goals that other people set for you. Yeah. And I also wanted to get to a spot in my life and I never really thought very hard about what it was I wanted to do. And I knew how to do all these weird things. I knew how to use Photoshop. I started using Photoshop when I was 12. I started doing... um which is insane. Yeah, like, just, yeah which is, <laughs> oh, here I am, 12-year-old Wesley, like, yeah, hey, so, let me start Photoshopping stuff. I so, couldn't <laughs> Funny story about that is, like, I actually downloaded Photoshop on my parents' like home computer, yeah. like 12-year-old Wesley, and would, like, what make, year? What year is that? Gosh. What's 13 years ago? Um, oh, 2010. 2010. Like 2010. So I'm on like Windows. Dude, you know what's wild? Whatever. I didn't actually think about this. And you know, in 2010, I was in Iraq. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and I'm on Photoshop. <laughs> it's just like a completely different world. Crazy, and, dude. You know, I feel like everyone when they're 12 is like super weird. Yeah. And so I was super weird, but it was one of those things where I would watch a lot of YouTube and see all these like, <laughs> like cringy edits looking yeah. back from like, call of duty clips and like i was like oh it's sick like yeah. how do you do that and then you would constantly see like photoshop and like i feel like everyone kind of had this idea of what photoshop was in their head it's like oh you could just photoshop that and like it became like a household like term like uh-huh. kind of like q-tips yep. or no yeah i think kleenex or same thing it's like, like that it's like yeah. a tissue yeah yeah but <laughs> you call it a kleenex because their branding is that powerful you know what i'm saying so like the word photoshop is like synonymous with like adobe photoshop and it really is just like editing a photo yeah like altering the image same thing with like q-tips are like ear cotton swab but dude but you call them q-tips but dude the changes nowadays the shit that you show me right with all this ai and like all that oh it's gonna exist dude i wouldn't even know about half the stuff if you didn't just randomly send it to me on a tuesday and i'm like wait what is this yeah and i go to look at it and i'm like yo People are joking about AI taking over our lives completely, but, but I truthfully think it might. There's some insane things out there. And um, I mean, you know, you showed me a little bit more about ChatGPT the other right. day. Some of this Adobe software for video editing and audio editing yeah. and all sorts of AI art generated AI art. Just yeah. that way you type in. It's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and it's it's so crazy to see it from the perspective of someone who's been in the actual creation of its yeah. side and and now seeing something that couldn't do a lot of people in the community of like you know graphic designer um photographer even videographer editor or you know there's a lot of people who are scared yeah um because it's like i'm useless now but in the same sense i think 
it's only very powerful right now if you already you have to be someone who likes it and is passionate about it to begin with and then also someone who is willing to learn and so i think the only thing that will combat that sort of you know someone just taking their business like oh well i could just get on this and do this now some industries with chat gpt it, it really is scarily that easy yeah but my opinion is I think you have a lot of people who think, oh, well, I'll just do this and it'll make it so easy. But those people are the same people who are too lazy to even understand how to use that. Well you're, well, you're a learner like you're a learner like me. Right. I didn't really realize that I was like a, a learner still and I am that way. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of looked at and gone, wait. Yeah, I've always just been at times I might have had some slumps where I wasn't really like trying my hardest. But, you know, it's like you it's waves where you're like, you know, going hard as heck. And then you come down and you're kind of just like, ah, like, you know, I'm just going to chill here. I feel comfortable. But I think that comes with balance too. And when you look back at years of your life in the past, hopefully you can say at least like, you know what I've actually done in the past five years, I've done X, Y, and Z and I'm working to do this now. It might not happen overnight. And that's one of the things I have to remind myself of all the time. I'm sure the same way. Yep. Things aren't going to happen overnight. No. You got to be patient in your own way, no matter what it is that you're chasing, whether it be fitness goals, professional goals, you know, just trying to get better as an individual. You got to take it one day at a time and remember that. And dude, for me, I have to remind myself, literally almost write it down on a to-do list one day at a time or be present or just stuff like that. That's one of the things I've been struggling with lately is just being present right, with everything going on Yeah, and, and past couple days I've been, I wake up in the morning and literally, even if I'm not in the greatest mood because maybe Finley was screaming and that's why I woke up, sit there, breathe and take that and say, no matter what, I'm going to work my best to be present today. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens today. I mean, I'm going to have things I'm going to have to do on my own and take care of this or that and do this stuff. But overall, when I'm with like Laura and Finley, make sure that my phone is in my pocket or my yeah. phone is away and I'm present and available mentally, physically, you know, being able to love and, and be there, that right. type of thing, you know, and, and I'm sure cool. you have something similar that, that you have to remind yourself of a hundred percent. And honestly, very much so in tune with kind of what you're saying. And now I don't have the same sort of challenges that you're going through, but I mean, most of my work is at a computer, very isolated, very digital. I'm consuming a ton of media and, you talk about trying to be present, man. I'm I'm exposed to all of this this knowledge and all of this stuff, and it's overwhelming. And yeah. You don't think about it, but very much so. Like, oh, I'm just going to get on my phone, and it's yeah. We're overwhelmed with all this new stuff and information and AI and bad news and good news and texts and notifications, and it's hard to unplug because it's so ingrained to like pick up the phone and like look and scroll aimlessly. And you know, those were some of the things that when I was really taking steps to start this whole process of getting to where I'm at now and for what I'm going forward with is, you know, use that time to learn something. And because, you know, it's so easy to get home some days and have worked your butt off and gone hard in the gym, done something crazy, had a crappy day, but when it's your time and it's just you and you have that that moment Mm -hmm. it's how you spend that and i've had days where 
I've come home and I play video games and I feel like the worst person ever because mm-hmm. I didn't do what I know I want to do. And it's yeah. because we're putting off the hard work that it takes and the stuff that we're, we know we need to do, but our brain's smart too. And it's like, well, you get that quick dopamine of like TikTok or Instagram or social media instead of the hard work and long-term happiness yeah. of what it takes to go through and learn and be doing something other people aren't doing, which I think is a huge piece of that is doing what others won't do. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, 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 that made me think of one thing, like, so what is, uh, what's, what's one thing that gives you that like feeling of, uh, of that dopamine hit type of feeling that is not media related. That's not good for me or no, no, no. What, that is, that is good. That's not media related. Dude, honestly, and something I haven't done. And I Even if you haven't done it in a while. Golf. I golf, love yeah. Golf was something I picked up kind of at the beginning of COVID, and I had never really played. Well, what's, what's stopping you lately from golfing more? Time. Yeah. Um, those responsibilities and, and that balance, it's it's not there yet. Is and time an issue for your fitness stuff too? 100%. Yeah. And I think. What about, like, why why don't you, what, why haven't you. Why do you think that you haven't made the time uh, recently in your life, fitness-wise? I think, and I mean, I'll tell you straight up, it's because I've gotten to a point where I prioritize some of these goals over how I look right now. And I think part of that is because I was going hard for a time, but I had more of that time. And my goals at that current period were to just look as good as possible. So that was your, that was your main thing at the time. Yeah. Is that right after ECU or probably? Yeah. Okay. So that was, um, when I graduated college, it was during the COVID year. So we got sent home in 2020, went to spring break, never came back to school. Same. Same yeah. for me at UNCW. So got, went from all my friends in our senior year, you know, I was taking 18 credit hours to try and finish up so I could graduate. Um, had a 20 hour a week internship and was working part-time. So I was slammed. And then it was coming into the last stretch and it was going to be yeah, dude. The, the big hurrah, goodbye to everybody. See my buddies like before we all start this next chapter and then spring break and it was it. Yeah. And, um, and that was a tough spot. Um, yeah, it sucked. Coming home, uh, moved back in with my parents, obviously, cause the whole world was shutting down. It seemed that yeah. you couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. And, um, that was probably one of the lowest points, dude. Meanwhile, I was ripping around on my Super Seventy Three and down. <laughs> we were probably having a in great Wilming- time in Wilmington with the boys. Hairs flowing, <laughs> dude. We were just shining. chilling, yeah. like every just go to the beach. Like <laughs> people were not out anywhere, but like still, you could ride around on an e bike and just have the time of your life. And then when places were opening a little bit, like outdoor at least, just go get some beers, right? Get, have a good time. See, and I think. It was so shut down here and yeah. and for where I live that it was, you know, everyone that I knew was either all my friends from back home and I have a great group of friends here were in their careers and that didn't stop and, um, or they've moved and, mm-hmm. you know, they're in these new places and it was like, man, I love my parents, but, and I loved, I, and the silver lining and all that is getting to spend more time with them, but yeah. It was tough at the time being because I had my social life was gone. Yeah. And so that's really when I had to dig deep and figure out what is it that I like to do? Because I had to spend a lot of time by myself because it was still doing school because it was moved to online until that was finished, you know, 
and then can't go anywhere. I mean, even like parks and things were closed, basketball gyms. Like, dude, it's crazy that that was three regular years ago. Gyms. That was three years ago. Right. It seems like it was so long ago. Right. It Here, seems like a whole different and like, world. It, and it's crazy that um, I don't even know if I want to tell Finley about it when he's old enough. Right. Like, hey, we went through a pandemic before actually me and your mom met during that pandemic still <laughs> it's gonna be so it's gonna be weird to dude talk to talk about. about that stuff and like it just you know I've, I've mentioned it with other people before like like in history books or you know things right. like that it's like it's it's crazy it's almost like it was like it. it's almost like it was like a blip like in avengers and right. stuff it's like ooh, you did you remember that do you remember the blip <laughs> do you remember that covid blip it and it's so it's going to be so weird to explain to someone who wasn't even alive. Right. Yeah. Cause it's going to be hard to come yeah. in. Like when you read about things that happen, it's like, that Dude. sounds, it, it's so hard to even imagine. It's just nuts that we went through that to, to think about. And that. I think it put a lot of people, you know, in tough spots. Um, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people, you know, came on to hard times and it was really hard for everyone. And I think, you know, I was seeing that and that was, I think that was one of the things back to the what we talked about being overwhelmed and being constantly fed information was so dangerous at that time because it was just doom and gloom on everything you read yeah dude and it's like man it sucks mm -hmm. and everything sucks and you're just feeding your mind that and uh that's when i was like i gotta find a hobby something outside something i can disconnect is that when so, okay, I picked so, up golf. so that was golf were you also interested at the time in photography and stuff like that not at all no nope. so that was after covid didn't start did not buy a camera until 2021 no late 2020 after covid had kind of normalized and we were able to go back to work and stuff yeah it's probably around end of summer maybe september of 2020 sweet dude. first time i bought my own camera because my background in photoshop and video editing you know had progressed to the point where I'd have people who would reach out and be like, Hey, like, can you edit these photos for me? Or, Hey, can you edit this video for me? And it got to the point where I was like, man, I know how to do the hard part of this. Yeah. I just need the equipment. Yeah. And if I know how to do something already that so many people hate doing, then the rest of it's going to be hard at first, but I'm going to learn and it's also going to keep me from having to fix these things that I would constantly see in people's work. That's like a really annoying thing to fix. And so my perspective of, of my work is from the point of being an editor first. And so I think that really changes, you know, a lot of people think, you know, just buying a nice camera or a nice lens or nice equipment is going to make them better. Same thing with golf. It's like the guy who is an okay golfer but goes on buys a brand new driver every well, year. Yeah, thinks that's gonna fix any swing. Any sport, dude. But I mean instead of getting lessons and, and learning. Yeah. It's the same thing with photography. You know, there's a ton of people who go out and buy this super expensive setup and it takes great photos, but it doesn't have the style. Right. And the the example I always like to use is think about like famous paintings and famous painters and you know, no one's asking them <laughs> what brush did you use you know how expensive was the paint that you used for right. this yeah unlike a picasso yeah they're valuable because of that person's individual style mm -hmm. and so i like to think of it as you know you give somebody the most expensive paint and most expensive paintbrush and someone who's not trained artistically 
see what they create versus someone who has the worst stuff in the world, the cheapest material, and they'll find a way to make it happen because those are the people who have the passion for it and have that drive that's, you know, it's not about the cost of the vehicle that's getting you to your destination. It's about the individual who's driving it. Yeah, dude. And that's who makes it, you know, the, the that, saying, can, that can go towards anything. Right. Yeah. You know, the saying, it's like, it's not about the car, it's about who's in it. Mm-hmm. And like with famous people and, yeah. you know, it's very true because so many people don't take the time to learn. And so many people get into things because, oh, it's a quick way to make money. You know, if I just spend this right up front, I can do this or charge this because this is what the best charge and they have this. So I'm worth that. But that's the wrong way to think about it because they, you know, some of the best photographers and cinematographers and creatives in our, our world start on the lowest cost stuff because of a, an inner drive and inner fire and passion for their style. And, you know, their influences are all different, but it's unique. And that's the thing that people lack when they don't have that. And you can tell. And I think being in my line of work, I've had scenarios where there's jobs that I can't take on for scheduling conflicts and stuff. And I have people who send me work of other people asking, you know, Hey, like I'm hiring someone for this cause I need a recommendation. And can you look at their work? And I find so many people who've kind of got that trap where it's like, Oh, well I have a nice camera, but the works like not inspiring. It's, and it's not about like good or bad. It's about, there's no, uniqueness yeah like the person behind it right yeah and people who just throw a filter on it and because they use this camera it's good but that's not always the case it's it's lacking that and you can feel that do you um do you ever get to a point at times like lately since you've been doing things that you're more passionate about in life do you ever get to a point where you find yourself um almost like in a, in a slump type of situation where you almost think about maybe not doing it anymore. Or maybe you think about the possibility of like, yeah, what if I just do this less and I do something else more, even though the, like the other thing might make me more, more money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's worth it. You know, right. should I just go ahead and do that instead and do this less that I care about and I'm passionate about? Do you ever feel that? A hundred percent. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that I've learned is there's there's jobs that you take on and they seem great and the passion's just not there. And I think for me, that's when it's it's hard from a creative standpoint because the thing I love the most is when I work with someone and it doesn't the money doesn't matter. It's never the money. And, you know, it's you hear people say it, but it's so hard to not chase that. You know, it's like, oh well, this pays a lot, you know, and it is what it is. And right. I don't really care about yeah. it. You will never enjoy that job. I, I like, I've talked to so many other people in it and myself included. I've had jobs that paid a ton of money and I never once felt like the way I, I do about some jobs that I've done for free or for yeah. the smallest amount or for food. And, and those people working with people who are truly passionate is, is what drives me. And it doesn't matter if it's someone who's truly passionate about taking photos, like, they're truly passionate about like their significant other, if they're couples or truly passionate about like that moment, you can feel that too. And I think it's very important because the same energy you feel by looking at someone else's work and how that can be felt through the person who, who created that, you can feel those moments when you're there and, and yeah, fuck yeah, you can. it's so hard 
when you get in a situation that, you know, to stay motivated when it's just, uh, this is, you know, not their, their passion is not there. Dude, speaking of which, do you think that I could run through this brick wall behind you? hundred percent. hundred percent. Got me hyped up, dude. Got me hyped up. Um, yeah, I asked that because I get there sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, do I want to keep pursuing acting? Do I? But dude, I'm telling you, even like you just said about an example of, um, you know, like working with other people that are truly passionate about it. You feel it. I literally did a commercial for Greenworks, the right. electric lawn company. I'm thinking, nah, you know, whatever. I'm playing a lawn guy, you know. It doesn't have to sound and dude, glamorous. Every single person on set so for that, I met like two freelance dudes that were doing stills for photography. The dude that was doing all the video, super cool guy. All of them are like freelancers out of Charlotte. I have all of them on Instagram now. I met all of them. They're all super cool. Even the people that were in from Cincinnati to shoot this, that ran the digital media company that was in charge of shooting the commercial. They were all super cool too. It was just like, it, by the time I left, it was like a three day thing. Mm-hmm. By the time I left yeah, Charlotte, I was like, dude, I can work with these people like every day. Yep. Like, this is fun. I was like, guys, this is super fun. I hope I come back next year and shoot this with you guys again. And, you know, it was like, and it was a Greenworks commercial. And, but I was just like, dude, it, it, it was just so cool to, and I leave something like that and I get back home and you feel, and so I feel inspired. it's weird because I feel like I'm so far away from Charlotte, but I'm an hour down the road. Like, it's just an hour. And, but I got home and I just feel, I feel like, I feel like the it's fire was still there, but it's like, it's just bigger. It's and I'm like, dude, oh, let's go. Like, let's make it happen. It's the like, best I can, feeling in the world. I can, I can do whatever I want to do. It's just putting in the work. Yep. Literally, it's putting in the work. It's like when you start doing pushups yeah. in your room at like two in the yeah, yeah. at your parents' house because you're going to save the family yeah. and put the family Something like back. that, yeah. <laughs> but it's dude, like the random motivation you get. <laughs> it's so true. Like, but dude, like literally just putting in, putting, so for you and me, in the profession that we're both in, I mean, you're on, you're behind the camera for the most part. And right. I'm, and, and you even help me with my auditions now. Right. It's like for something like that, you literally have to put in the work yourself. Mm-hmm. No one else is going to do it for you. If you're going to, if you want your stuff as an actor to be better, then you might want to keep your headshots up to date. You might want to make sure all your ducks are in a row and that's all on you. No one's going to tell you to do that. Same thing with you. Right. No one's going to tell you that you should be reaching out to people and, and trying to shoot weddings more or do right. this more or do that more. Or maybe even you get into freelance stuff like I was just talking about on set for commercials or just anything like that. And then you meet someone and you network and you meet someone and then you keep putting in the work and then you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy to think about that. And so like speaking on putting in the work on the other end of that spectrum is something called resistance, which resistance to me is anything that is in your way. So if you're putting in work to get something or get to somewhere, a passion, a job, you know, like we've been talking about, there's always going to be a point of resistance there. So for you, what is your biggest point of resistance right now in life? And like, what steps do you think you're taking to overcome that or get to a point where you can, where you can, you know, bust down that wall type of thing? Yeah. Um, I still, I, I really, I kind of, when I think about that, I always fall back to balance and, and trying, you know, when you have so much going on and all these things and all these great things, uh, goals and responsibilities and, 
wanting to learn, you know, you can overwhelm yourself to the point where you've got so much you can't be truly present about. Right. Yeah. Each one to what they need to accomplish that step. You know, when you've got so much that you're thinking about and, you know, being in that moment and you're all you've got in your mind is this other thing you've got to do. That sort of stuff, I think, has been my biggest, you know, resistance point as of late, just because, you know, I do want to do all these great things and I always like to keep busy because I don't want to be stagnant because in my mind, being stagnant is what leads me to being lazy or not making those steps. And so I, you know, unfortunately for me, my steps one day may feel like I'm like to feel accomplished. I have to do a ton of work. Yeah. And I don't take the time to realize how much that I'm really getting done because I'm always thinking about what's next. Yeah. And while I'm doing something, I'm always thinking about the other things that I have to do. And so I think I've put in place a couple of things to start getting that to a point that's manageable. But there's also so much in the industries that I'm in that's unpredictable. And so I have to be very heavily disciplined on being intentional with my time. Um you know, spending, yeah, I like that. spending time, you know, I would love to say every day is going to go exactly how you plan and you've got all this stuff scheduled out for when you want to. But honestly, for me, what's worked is not planning those things out because that's when you get disappointed. It's planning that time for the screw ups that are going to yeah. come in and the unpredictableness, because once you have that, then the rest, like the rest of the time is is for you. And so you have to kind of know based on, you know, how your day looks when that time is where you face the least amount of inter like interruptions. And for a lot of people, it's late at night. It's when everyone else is asleep and, you know, sleep is very important, but I'd be lying if I said that I got a lot of it. Um, because there's times where my mind is so active and I know that that's a time where I can be present with myself yeah, because I don't have a responsibility to be present at work. Like, um, not, you know, when you're working from this hour to this hour, you have your responsibilities, but then there's also stuff that's going to come up. So in the back of your mind, you're always waiting for whatever this is to come and interrupt yeah. that time from the stuff you should be doing. That's always there. And so I think for me, having that time set aside at a certain point in the day where those other interruptions can no longer come or at least are minimized is what's really been a huge step in getting back to doing the sort of, you know, deep work that re is required for a lot of, you know, creative work that I do. Um, yeah. You know, I'd love to say that I could be editing, editing a video and color grading it and being like super sensitive on the audio with headphones on and, you know, it's kind of like you start getting in your groove and, you know, time starts flying by. Like if you've ever listened to music when you're like studying and all of a sudden. Yeah. Like a flow state. Right. Yeah. And, and you have to have that for this line of work yeah. because there's, there's very few things in like video editing or photo editing that are just like drag and drop and super quick. And like, that's only one piece of it and one step of it. It's not like, um, task work, busy work where you can just, Oh, well, I have this process where I download this file and put it into this. Yeah. That's super easy. Takes yeah. no brain power. And so that sort of stuff you can pick back up after an interruption because it's like it doesn't require a ton of thinking. 
But when you've got something like a program where it's a video you're editing, you've got the color, you've got the audio, you've got all this, and you're looking at a screen with all this in front of you, and you're constantly having to pick your headphones up because someone's trying to talk to you or you get a text or a phone call or something and I need this, like trying to get that done is is completely inefficient. Yeah. So I've had to start getting to a point where I plan that time for when I have the least amount of resistance. I um I find that mine is in the morning now. Yeah. It used to be morning forced, you know, Marine Corps days and all that. But uh and I was away from the morning thing for a long time where I would like sleep in until I wanted to sleep in like, oh, I'm going to sleep until 11 because I can. Right. And even if I'm lazy and that affects my entire day, I'm sleeping in. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm back to mornings and I'm like, if I'm, if I'm standing up vertical, I can get up and I can keep moving and you make that the rest of the day. Keep yeah. moving the rest of the day. Keep moving forward. Keep doing that. Keep, keep doing what I need to do. You know what I mean? Get to the gym, try or Right now, if I can get to the gym, example, this morning, come down to the basement. Or if I have to, help Laura with Finley, help. And then (laughs) hopefully I didn't already take my pre-workout because the other day I did. And I, I, it was getting like, it was like two hours past I took it. And I I would go up to her and I was like, hey. amped up. I'm like, "Um, so um, I'm getting a really bad headache because I took my pre-workout and I'm not at the gym right now. And I'm just like sitting here and it's starting to hit with like 600 milligrams. I'm buzzing hard. And she's like, well, go do, what do you need to do? I was like, I need to go do something. I just like rocking the baby at full speed. (laughs) I need to do some squats with Finley or something. But I was like, I'm going to go do a ride real quick downstairs, like 20 minute ride. And I did a 20 minute ride, kicked my ass and then did like a little quick workout, dumbbells and pushups and stuff. And it actually made me feel better and made the headache go away. But I was like, Okay, I need to find, I need to wait to take it <laughs> until right. I know for a fact I'm going because, dude, I was hurting. <laughs> so you can be dedicated to that. And right. Like, that's, I mean, that's a big thing to be like, not tunnel vision, but to be zoned in on, I'm dedicated to doing this. Like if I know my plan is gym every morning at the same time, this week kind of messed that up. Mm-hmm. But we got a new baby. So like, I can't be too hard on myself right. either, which I always am. And I think so many people are, but. That goes back to, you know, being intentional, how you use that time. So, you know, having that set and being like, you know, it's hard because we live in such a society and, you know, depending on how you're wired, I'm very much someone who has trouble saying no to people. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm at the gym right now, but I can try and do this. You know, you have to get to a point. I think as I get older, it's like, I'm not, no one's going to hate me for that. This is my time. Well, dude, I love that you keep saying and being intentional you with have your time. Because that, I mean, that goes into the big, we're all only here for so long. Right. So why would, why would you not want to be intentional every single day with the time that you have on right. this earth or that day that you have on this earth? Because you don't know what's going to happen either. So be intentional with your time. Make sure that you're being, number one, productive. Make sure that you're being passionate mm-hmm. and make sure that you're just like being who you are, not not half-assing things, right? you know, because, I mean, deep down, I mean, let's be honest, we all get to a point some days where we're just you like- your breaking point. Yeah, you're just like, dude, you, you don't know what? Care. I'm done today. Yep. I'm done. Today's, a, yeah, yeah. And you never- or I'm just in a bad mood in general, and that's okay. Feel that. You know, and I've, done, I've been there many, many days, and then, but it always comes back even stronger, I feel, just a, that feeling of like, you know what, dude, 
I got this. Right. You know, let's let's hit the ground running here and, and continue to do what we do what we do. You know, what right. you're passionate about, things like that. And just you know, it it goes back to that being present. And you know, there's going to be times in life and parts of the process of getting to where you want to and your goals that are going to be hard and you're going to want to quit and you're going to want to be lazy. And there's going to be days where you don't do everything you have to. And that I'll be the first person to say it probably like that's like all these influencers are like have these unrealistic things and they're, you know, it's super motivating, but it's also like, it's okay to have a day that's not perfect. It's okay to have a whole week. It's okay. Whatever. Just don't, don't stay in it. Because right. If I, if I stay in a mood like that, which I have been there recently too, uh, in the past I've stayed in that mood, but that's a personal choice that I made. I know that I made that choice. Mm-hmm. The other day I made the choice and said, dude, no, you're not going to stay in this type of feeling. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt it for a while. I told Laura about it, communicated with her about how I was feeling, which is important to whoever you're close to hundred percent, you know, like, and then. And just be honest with yourself, honest with who you're close with, your partner, whoever it may be, your family, um, friends, whatever. And don't really, and that's part of like this whole podcast too. I feel like right. I like, I like the route that it's going with some guests where we start to, um, you know, you're able to just be comfortable talking about things that you might not normally just talk about over a beer, even out, out about together. And you never know how much that little bit helps because yeah, dude. I really like what you said about being honest with yourself and then also how you said that that was your decision to stay in that because it's hard to wrap your mind around that when you're in that like in that sort of state where everything is bad and doom and gloom and for me what has always brought me back and you know going through stuff where the only person who could fix it or make me feel like myself again is me dude i saw something this past week nobody's coming to save you no one. No one's coming to fucking save you. No one's coming to get you out of whatever. I mean, you can get some help, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to make you go to the gym. Nobody's coming to make you eat better. No one's coming to make you take that next step that you've been wanting to do for who knows how long, you know, professionally or, or whatever. No one's coming to save us. It's on you. And I, and I took that kind of hard. I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's... That's very true. Right. We're, we're all, yeah, we all have support, you know, groups and units in our life and everybody has their own version of that. But at the end of the day, it's on you. It's on how you stay intentional with your time, like you said, and how you continue to do, like you said as well, one thing every day or 1% better or better than you were yesterday. Dude. Being honest with yourself. Yeah. Because and, like you get to that point and you you break like you just have to break the cycle sometimes yeah. because when it's been going on long term like months of just this this you can't shake it mm-hmm. i'll what i'll do if i ever start feeling in that way and it it came about by having to try and find the things that <laughs> made me me again and mm-hmm. what i like to do it feels like having to rebuild yourself like after a bad breakup or like a really traumatic experience it's like yeah. you've been in this state of like not wanting to do anything for so long that you forget what it is that makes you you mm-hmm. and then sometimes you don't realize it because you've stopped your habits that you used to have that may have been beneficial to you whether it's the gym or eating right or working out or doing whatever it is because oh well, i don't want to do that today and you get stuck in this new habit of doing nothing 
And then that's bringing on more pressure to yourself. And so sometimes what I like to do to break that and keep myself like present is do something completely different from what I would normally do the day before. And it's not even like a goal thing. It doesn't matter what it is. Like I'll drive a different way to work. I'll drive somewhere else that I would never go. I will go walk. I will do something different Mm -hmm. to break my habit because you get so stuck in trying to do like nothing because it's easy. Yeah. And you'd be surprised at how much like talking about it or, uh, you know, just doing something different from what you normally do, making breakfast for yourself that day, or, Hey, I'm going to get up and I'm going to actually start making my bed. And like those small victories and those small changes start to take an effect. And even though you don't see it and you still will feel terrible for a little bit, like that's, it doesn't just change overnight. You start building these habits that put the building blocks in place for you to give back to, to you. Yeah. Yeah. And finding yourself again. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I think that's some, that's some stuff that, um, I'm trying to get better at every day and just remembering and reminding myself. Cause I think that we have to, sometimes it's easy to get like, mm-hmm. it's easy to get lazy with yourself too. So you got to remind yourself that type of stuff and, and stay consistent just right. with your own self-talk and like, Hey dude, you got this. We can do it. Cause you have yeah. a huge impact on how you feel. Yeah. And I'm if sure you do. feed yourself all this negativity, it wears on you. You got to stay up, baby. Stay no up. one else is going to be nice to you. You got to be nice to yourself. <laughs> right, man. right. Yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate your thoughts and uh, everything that you shared yep. um, with me today and everything. Um, and now it's time for our segment uh, that I keep very consistent, and that's Homie of the Week. Um, I think that you don't, you don't really know Tanner, but um, Homie of the Week coming up is my boy Tanner. I met him initially at the gym. Super cool dude. He's a firefighter, EMT. He's also an online fitness coach uh, and nutrition. Sweet, yeah, dude. Um, I know that he told me he told me recently one of the things he like a goal he accomplished that he really felt like good about was he competed in these tactical games in South Carolina where it's like shooting and moving, but you're also like carrying like insane shit and just like, dude, there's pictures of him and he's just like ripped out of his mind, like <laughs> lifting this other dude up and like, just he's a badass dude and. Um, He's got a baby that's one year old. And I know he's also got the, his other daughter. She's, I think three or so he's married. He's here in Hickory too. Uh So he's a a local dude and he's just a, he's a motivational, like positive dude. Like every time I see him in the gym, he's like, what's up, dude? You good? You good? And like, how you been? You know, or how something's like something sick or funny to say. And I always see him around town, but anyways, I'm looking forward to having him on. Um, and, um, it was good to have you on yeah. and make this happen, especially with our yeah. first video, video yeah. episode, dog. I appreciate you. Maybe we stay consistent with yeah. it. I hope we can. Figure it out. Yeah. Just yeah. hope everything looks good and, you know, always happy to try and do different things for me. It's the first podcast I've filmed and really a cool experience because it kind of encompasses everything we yeah. talked about too. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Uh, you're, yeah. you're sort of seed of what pod, like what Tank Top Friday would be, and then my stuff of getting to always learn. And yeah. That's the main thing is getting out of that comfort zone and doing things that are different and doing something every day to learn. Yeah, dude. And it's okay to screw up because that's where he learned the most, and I screwed up a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I appreciate you for getting out of your comfort zone and being yeah, here. Yeah, 100%. I Thanks, appreciate dude. you having me, dude. Yeah, bro.